Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk, the new quarantine series of Pussy Church, where I call some of my favorite creators to talk about their artistic process, sexuality, and play a few little games with them. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram and today. I'm checking in with visual artist Chigme Tenson Salto. We talked about how sensuality plays into his work why slow living and slow fucking will change your life, and what sexual superpowers would like to have. Let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk. And this is a special quarantine edition of Pussy Church. And today I'm here with my friend and visual artist, Shigme Tenson Salto. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. How are you doing in quarantine? Doing pretty good, actually. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely on the lucky side of that equation because I'm in Sweden, in the middle of nowhere, and there's a lot of outdoor space and work to be done and a lake to canoe on. And, and so quarantine is a, is a loose term. And Sweden still hasn't closed its borders or really officially quarantined anyone. So Maybe I um, should come. It hasn't closed the borders yet. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> it hasn't. It hasn't. So, you know, I'm make it over here. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I've been, um, I just talked a, a little bit ago with somebody who is like in the Caribbean and I'm like, my God, everyone's picking like amazing places to be quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even really quarantined. Exactly. Um, well, but- if you're going to be stuck somewhere, you know, might as well. Choose the right place. That's true. That's true. So we have worked together before. um, We have. And I'm a huge, huge fan, obviously, um, of your work and also the way you approach your art. So I just wanted to ask you a little bit, how did it all come about? Like, how did you start um, creating, basically? Well, the start is always a a complicated, um, you know, it's always hard to find the actual moment. But I think... In a way, as, as long as I can remember, because I, I, I have drawn all my life. Um, mm-hmm. Ever since I was a kid, I, I spent most of my schooling also actually drawing at the back of the class and painting and stuff like that. And, and, um, and that kind of, you know, you already get acclimated to the notion of, of light, of curves, of what, you know, what lines and shapes look and feel good, I guess. Um, and actually, a lot of people don't know this about my photo work, but I actually sketch out most of my pictures beforehand. Um, you do? I, I, like really sketch I, out? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was just like I a painting even, in your head, but I never knew that you were sketching it actually. Yeah. I actually, I just realized I probably never, because then they become in my head and I don't like sit there with a notepad, but I even probably still have, if I have the notepad here, I still have sketches even of the shoot we did together. Um, <gasps> really? That, yeah. That's how I go through like poses and, and sculpting, you know, how I want the bodies to be, how I want to, I make extensive notes and always kind of walk in with, with the shoot for me is generally the process of just getting as close as possible to what I already had in my mind rather uh-huh. than sort of just feeling it out in the moment. Well, a lot of people get that, um, 
don't realize that because they, they feel there's a very sort of live, alive in the moment feeling to at least a certain, a certain part of my work, but it's actually very, uh, it's very planned and controlled. <laughs> That's super interesting. Yeah. Because like, I think even before we ever shot together, I think I said to you, I was like, oh my God, everything seems to be so free and flowing in your work. You're like, it's actually meticulously planned <laughs> to look <Yep>. like this. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So, um, so what is it with your photography work? What do you, um, what is it that you like to capture when you think about, when you think about poses and what kind of a feeling do you want to evoke? What kind of comes to mind there? Well, I mean, I think that I, it, it, a lot of who we, I mean, what we create stems from who we are, right? It, it always does, or at least if it doesn't, then you're probably not creating what you should be creating <laughs> if yeah. you're not creating from that place. And, um, I was, I was raised by women to start with. My father wasn't around. My, you know, I had an older sister who was 14 years older than me and my mother and kind of grew up in, in that realm and also grew up um, in Europe and, and my mother's Danish-Swedish and, and there's a completely different notion of, of nudity um, here than there is anywhere else. I mean, there isn't, there isn't a water place in Sweden where you're not allowed to bathe naked. So... Oh, really? Already, it's not oh, even yeah. separated? No, I mean, there, they, it often is. Like, if you go to a lake, like literally a lake in the middle of nowhere, if they, if people live around that lake, there will generally be a little thing that says naked bud that's like naked swim that way, you know, so that if people want to be away, they can. But I've seen, I mean, even in Copenhagen, you can just take your clothes off and go for a dip in the docks and no, you won't get arrested. Nobody will, you know, it's not... Um, it's it's not forbidden and so there's a different Everybody relationship <laughs> to nudity um and yeah, sure. i grew up you know running around naked most of the time and still spend most of my life like that with my friends and and coming from europe and moving to the united Wait, what states what do you mean about, you're like naked with your friends in when you like travel and when you're in in nature you mean yeah 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 Yes, not literally all the time. Not, not at the cafe, <laughs> <laughs> not at the restaurant. <laughs> so you grew up with that being more free or not really yes. a concern of yours or not provocative yes, in your more, mind? More free and more and between that and then, you know, having my childhood in the south of France and especially south of France in the 80s, like, you know, most women were, were off this on the beaches where it was not. And that didn't mean that they were then objectified and bothered and all of that. Um, yeah. And... And then moving to the U.S. about nine years ago and starting to realize how much stigma there was around the female form and around nudity and around sensuality mm -hmm. and around like an, an over-sexualization and an under-sensualization of everything in life. I mean, that, that totally. even applies to, to food, to I mean, to, to an approach of life in general. And it bothered me. It, it bothered me very profoundly because it, it didn't seem right it didn't seem fair it seemed to be something that was kind of frustrating on 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 both ends and i you mean like both ends, I like get, um artistically and socially and like in communication between uh them? i actually meant um it from both between ends from men. women's yeah from women's side and men's side in different yeah, ways yeah, yeah. i said this funny enough like in like this other podcast i was on i feel like we are so or this generation in the West is so under fucked and oversexed. 
you know, mm-hmm. in some kind of a sense that we like sex is in our faces constantly, um, yeah. but not in a in a means of connecting. Right. It's always like trying to sell you something, trying yeah. to be the other and not like being it between people, a form of communication, something sacred. Um I think porn has a lot to do with that too, in in certain ways, right? It's been yeah. mainstream porn, yeah. anyways. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think you said to me once, and I think that's really interesting. You said something about um, living central and how that kind of plays a part in your in your um, work and your life. And I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about that. Like, what does that mean to you, living central? Or, um... I think it's it's an approach to everything and it's 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 ultimately about intention and enjoyment it's and i think actually the what you just said a word that's very important all this which is sacred um yeah and sacred doesn't have to be tied to any religion it just is the nature of anything you revere and if you revere it you enjoy it if you truly enjoy it with all with your entire being and respect it you're ultimately living a sensual life. And mm-hmm. this is where also the my French upbringing comes into play is that food is our religion. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. table is church. And then pussy is church. <laughs> exactly. I was just, <laughs> they can all be they can all be churches of worship. Um and it it all boils down to slow living and slow cooking and slow eating and slow sexing and slow licking and slow all the things it's like mm-hmm. this the, the <laughs> if it's not it's not about the consumption it's about the experience you know the yeah. all-around experience the meal doesn't start when you put the first bite in your mouth and end when you're full it starts when you're at the market choosing ingredients and it ends five hours later when the last conversation has happened and it's nap time um i love that as a metaphor for sex as well yeah i mean you know like the sexual connection does not start when you know the penis enters the vagina like there's so much that happens between two people and maybe even before you know when you start meeting each other i mean it could be weeks before that really (laughs) especially at the moment (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) all these people (laughs) being quarantined (laughs) Uh, so much so much build up with your work, you know, I feel like it's, first of all, it's so gorgeous, but there's a lot of women and also men, right? And um, often nude in nature, it seems like. So yeah. I always felt like that there was a big, um, to a certain degree, erotic, but not over-sexualized quality to your work. Um, so I would love to know what motivates you in general to create these works and how sex positivity and eroticism or sensuality plays into your photography. Yeah. So kind of to get back to what we were saying about, about nudity and, and my upbringing and all of that is that the bottom line for me is that I think that it's every woman's right to be nude and to be sensual and sexual mm-hmm. without it being an invitation yeah. um and i think that is one of the things there's two kind of aspects really in in my work that are sort of the driving force behind it one of them is is that is 
And if you look at the, the poses, the looks, the, as you said, it's sensual, but not over-sexualized. It's not an invitation. Sometimes actually it, yeah. it can almost be standoff, not standoffish, but there's, there's something in there that's not saying, it's not arousing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, I get to decide if you get to fuck me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> it is exactly, yeah. and and it's better that way. But but beyond that, and even taking with that, I think it's it is very much about that for me about showing and 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 yeah, showing these women or men or people in something that most people once again, especially in America, but in a lot of other countries, to associate with sexuality and with an invitation. And taking away that aspect from it, um, so that it's the celebration of I I choose for me ultimately. And the other aspect to my work is that I'm fascinated by vulnerability, and to be more precise, with the power that lies in vulnerability. And I think yeah. that's what I'm trying to capture and and place, and that's why I'm so fascinated with nudity as well. It's not nudity just for the sake of 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 taking pictures of people naked it's that once they're naked and in nature if you take away wardrobe you take away city you take away kind of all the rules what you're left with is the human in its most mm. vulnerable state but if you then place and sculpt and picture and pose and get a look out of them that is everything but vulnerable but weak you suddenly show this duality that fascinates me in the in the like yes i'm vulnerable in the sense of open and exposing who i am but i'm proud of it and i get to decide what that is and i decided to show that to you well um, vulnerability is not necessarily weakness right that's not an exactly it's 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 not a synonym in that sense that vulnerability can be where the biggest strength comes from. And I mm -hmm. do think in a sexual it's a lot context, more fearless. Actually, it's a lot yeah. more fearless to be vulnerable. Because you don't have anything to, to hide, right? You don't have anything to hide anymore. So um, it's all out there. And I think when you're in a sexual context with a partner, if you're vulnerable, you can go, <laughs> for lack of a better term, go a lot deeper with that person. <laughs> <laughs> not just physically clearly <laughs> you can you can and yes. i i've been i've been in in relationships where there was that never really hit that sort of ecstatic level because of a lack of vulnerability um mm -hmm. because either the woman wouldn't let me fully in or at times when i was so scarred by love that i couldn't open up fully either and the experience is is a lesser one. I mean, it goes back yeah. to living sensually is that then you're not fully in it. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> or pun intended. <laughs> or pun intended. And when you're not fully in it, it just feels less good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it is about connection, right? I think what, um, or communication and being there with another human being and not just another object that you're going to use for your pleasure or yeah. not even real pleasure, right? But like for your deed, basically, which is often, I think, what is communicated to us so much a you against me mentality between a man and a woman. Yeah. That really and, is not normal. And you against you. 
I mean, a large part of my work, because I don't really shoot, I rarely shoot models. I rarely shoot actual people whose work this is. And I kind of, it's my way of saying, look at how beautiful and, and powerful you are. A lot of women don't get the opportunity, you know, to be even nude and to be looked at without an expectation from a man, mm -hmm. right? Or without being self-conscious about their body because we're told so many things on how we're supposed to look and how we're supposed to perform. Um, yeah. That if somebody just lets you be in kind of a natural state that you're really not used to anymore because you grew up not being nude or that being so shameful, um, when somebody gives you the chance, it must be an extremely liberating moment. Here's hoping. I mean, I can talk about myself in that sense. Like, I grew up similar to you nearly, you know, with a lot of um, freedom, I guess, and with bodies not being very shameful. Um, yeah. but, you know, of course, I think I, I do. I'm not going to say I didn't absorb anything from society. You know, it is. There's a lot of pressure being put on, on women. But I think I think actually shooting with you was a really transformative experience because I think we created very very powerful work. It's funny to say about your own work, but I mean, it's <laughs> yours really, you know, <laughs> okay. um, I was just part of it because there is, yeah. um, yeah, I think in your work too, there is some, there is something, like I said earlier, something sacred and something powerfully feminine. Celebration of the, the sacred feminine, sacred masculine and the sacred, everything in between. Part of this um, podcast is playing um, a game of truth or dare, really. All right. All right. Are you ready? So <laughs> to explain I to people, so. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. <laughs> um, so basically, this is like a podcast twist or on truth or dare. And we're going to take turns asking each other. And when someone chooses truth, they must answer the question truthfully. And when, <laughs> when someone chooses dare, they have to give a task to complete. Right. And since we're kind of far away from each other, it's like audio dares, I guess, or social media dares. So something we can do on air. Okay. Uh, and I will start with you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, truth or dare? Truth. Ooh. All right. Mm. Uh, if you could have any sexual superpower, what would it be? I don't know if this even falls into this category but the the uh the power of duplicity meaning meaning remember that this is a, such a weird segue but remember that <laughs> film with um michael keaton where he like clones and duplicates himself but he's married and lives at home and like his duplicates have to live in the garage and there's a basically a bunch of him <laughs> you know it's like one of those weird shitty films from the 80s and it was called duplicity do you want to like be cloning yourself and then having sex with a lot of different people? <laughs> uh, well, I actually wasn't thinking of the a lot of different people, but I could then be several of me with okay, <gasps> one person. Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> this is an incredible superpower. Like imagine if you could double penetrate while licking, kissing, touching, whatever your this partner, is insane. person you love. I want my partner to have the superpower. <laughs> and feel it all. That's true. 
So you'd have like multiple orgasms in multiple bodies and they're all joined together. <laughs> Just making this up as I go along. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> Truth or dare? Um, truth. What was your most erotic experience? And emphasis <gasps> on the word erotic. It doesn't even have erotic. to be sexual. It doesn't have, it can be something that even never, well, not never happened, but where it didn't go through, it didn't, I don't know. That's the most erotic experience. It's a simple, that but not so simple question. Is not, especially when you put it in the context of like, you didn't have to have sex to have an erotic experience, right? Yeah. That's interesting because I have a lot of those experiences because I, yeah. look, <laughs> I look at a lot of people and I'm always like, oh my God. No, but I know, I know, I know the answer. I think which is like the first thing that came to my mind. And, um, I, it was a, a man I've known, I've known for, I think 15 years or something, but, uh, I was dating somebody when I met him and I never even thought about anything. And then we met, um, he doesn't live in the same town as I, and we met because he was visiting and we just went to a hotel just basically to catch up after not having seen each other for like, I don't know, four years or something. Mm -hmm. And I went there and just in the moment he hugged me like, hello, it was like the most intense, erotic charged situation. We we're sitting at the bar and it, nothing much happened, but just looks and really innocent touching that didn't even have, you know, didn't even say that much mm -hmm. in that moment. But it was everything, every move, everything became so highly erotic about him or about us in that moment. And I think we probably sat there for two hours. We didn't even kiss. Um but we did later, you know. <laughs> we did meet up again after later, that one. Later that evening or later in life? No, like maybe a month later. Maybe a month later because he, he flew back um, to New York. And I was just, I think we were both kind of like struck. Um, mm. str struck by that like intense energy. And I love that because that makes me talk about build up you know that we yeah. all have to endure maybe right now it's um it's these small things when somebody touches your your forearm uh your your arm and suddenly you have goosebumps all over your body and it wasn't even intensely sexual it's just that person yeah. is triggering that within you yeah so i think that was my most ironic experience <laughs> i love it okay so now i'm gonna do a lightning round with you and okay. this is just a little bit, this is going to be a, would you rather do A or B question? And it's highly sexual. Um, oh, no. And, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. I'm blushing. Um, but so the, the lightning round is basically just like for, for you today, right? So you don't have to make a choice for the rest of your life. But what sounds okay. better to you today? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. Ready? Fire away. Okay. So, would you rather be pegged or a golden shower? Golden shower. A butt plug or a chastity? Butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> I 
is the hard one. A Japanese that, that's an easy one. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I mean, just I because so <laughs> anything but chastity, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're like, that's not what I want at all. Yeah, no. no. Um, Japanese bondage or wax play? Giving or receiving? Good question. For you, I would say giving. <laughs> bondage. Be a daddy or be a little slave? Daddy. Would you rather go down on your partner while they're on an important phone call or eat sushi of your partner's body? I'll go down on them during an important phone call. And that doesn't, <laughs> that's not even a if, that's a done. This is like, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this yeah. is what I do. <laughs> this is what I'm very good at. That is a been there, done that. Um, role play. Would you rather play doctor patient or virgin play? Or virgin play? Mm -hmm. Like recreate your first time. Ooh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely doctor. Because, I don't know. I'm not the whole like virgin underage or barely legal, like that, that whole thing. I'd never, I don't think I've ever really been with anyone like 18, 19, even when I was 18, 19. So it's, oh, really? it's not my thing. Oh, yeah. It is so not my thing. Cuckolding or a sex swing? Hmm. You can beat a bull in the cuckolding situation if you wanted to. I can be the what? The the guy who is fucking the married woman if you wanted to. Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. I think I think I think that one. I think that one either way. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. At, at least wow. right now, today, yeah. Yeah, today. I like it. All right. Rimming or ice cube oral? I don't have, well, I, I've never had ice cube oral. I've had champagne and other cold beverages. Um, <laughs> champagne is actually really nice, I think. But... Yeah, champagne is really nice, which is why I'm wondering how is, is ice cube become not nice? Or I guess it depends on what you're into. Yeah, but, I think it depends on what you um, do. I forgot what the other one was. Rimming. <laughs> go with also rimming depends what because, you're into. Yeah, it's true. Let's go with rimming just because, I don't know, the, the, that cold of a thing doesn't necessarily sound that good to me right now. <laughs> maybe I'll try something like, holy shit, this is great. Holy shit, it's amazing. Well, we'll, yeah. well maybe I'll change it to champagne oral the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. That way I will have left oh my, my mark on this interview process. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for doing this. It's such a pleasure to talk to you always. Same here. Really thank you for having me. And good luck in your quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You too. <laughs> Lots of love and masturbations. <laughs> Lots of love and masturbations for sure. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on Pillow Talk. Please check out the beautiful work of my lovely guest at Jigme Tenson Salta on Instagram 
or his website, shigmatensensalto.com. I'll be back this Sunday with a full Pussy Church service and more Pillow Talk next week. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that will be amazing too. See you on Sunday.